Hello and welcome to Twist Talks by Samantha Twist, where we talk about basically everything from careers, your home, relationships, health, and more. I cover just about anything you deal with in life. Hope you enjoy. Before starting her career as an interior designer, Madeline worked as a finishing carpenter on a commercial and high-end residential projects, building a knowledge base of how each element of construction works together. Madeline's knowledge of construction combined with her passion for catered, functional, and creative interiors has helped her create unique spaces that are unique and distinctive to each individual client. In this podcast, we talk about interior design trends, what it takes to work in interior design, and some behind the scenes of running her own design company. Okay, so for those who don't know you, please tell us a little bit about yourself and your story. Yeah, for sure. So, um, my name is Madeline Slovak. I am principal and founder of Madeline Design Group Inc. in Vancouver. We are uh, we're a residential design firm that specialize in um, single-family homes. Uh, we also do a bit of multifamily development as well, and we do anything from small-scale renovations to um, to large-scale new builds. And um, a little bit of my a unique piece of my background is I actually started out in the field in um, in carpentry. So I started working as a as a finishing carpenter after taking my my first year apprenticeship, um, and I went to school for design work while I was doing that. So I got a bit of experience on the field and hands on, and really understanding the construction process, which has been invaluable to my to to running a business and and just understanding the whole process. Yeah. What do you think some of those main takeaways from carpentry to interior design were? Um, the biggest, uh, the biggest main takeaway for me was understanding um, the finishing aspect. Like I really have a, a passion for uh, finishing carpentry and millwork design. Mm-hmm. Um, so much so that I even managed to marry a millworker, <laughs> um, and it's just really understanding how the components of all the finishing pieces come together during construction uh, is just really important. As a designer, there's, 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 there's conceptual design and then there's also designing things that can actually be constructed. And we really pride ourselves in being able to do that, putting, t- putting together drawings that we can hand over to a contractor and they, they can look at them and guess this is, this is doable. Um, obviously there's a lot of guidance as far as um, how everything is constructed, but being able to hand over something that we know can be done uh, is really important to me. That's really nice. And so why did you want to start working in interior design? I just always knew, like, I, I have a, yeah. a, a little, like, what do you want to be when you grow up thing from mm-hmm. grade eight, from my career and personal planning course that we, that we took in grade eight. And it's like interior designer or architectural designer is the career. And I always had a passion, like I discovered a passion of, for furniture building in, in mm-hmm. high school through woodworking classes. So I, um, <clears throat> I it was my high school woodwork team that really pushed me to kind of stay in that field outside out of high school and and implement design through the process so so yeah right from grade eight I was like and I'm and I'm sure younger like I was always kind of rearranging yeah. my room and and I think my like 16th birthday I wanted to, my birthday present was to go to Ikea and like buy a few new furniture pieces and rearrange my room so. Yeah. So I just thought I've always just really loved it. I love that. And that's insane that it's like been so clear so long because so many people I've talked to have like discovered it like on the way. I love that you had that like right from the get go. 
Yeah. Yeah. I've always been a super creative, hands-on learner, uh, art classes, always excelled in and, and wanted to, wants to, wanted to always be building stuff like doing crafts or making jewelry or whatever it was. Like it's always, it was always a creative process. I love that. So what are some skills that you think other people need if they want to get into interior design today? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, I, I do think that having some sort of construction background is is huge. It's not it's not really something that I've come across often, if maybe ever, uh, with other interior designers. Um, and I do think that like it's it's just such a great skill to have to understand the process of construction. Another awesome skill would be project management. Mm-hmm. So if somebody's gotten on with uh, with a contractor or or a builder that um, where they've where they've been on site and they see how the different trades work together, how they're scheduled together, and just the whole process of of how construction comes together specifically residential because there's so many there's so many moving parts like you need to schedule each trade and and which items need to be ordered at what time and and what's important to be reviewed prior to your drywalling goes on all those types of components you would really learn um, being a project manager as well so any kind of construction experience is great um, and then any kind of creative work as well, any mm-hmm. um, art, like artists and, and creative people that, that have that, um, that eye to bring things together and, and make it look beautiful. Yeah, oh, I love that. And what would you say the most common request is that you get? My most common request? Um, that's a great question I've never really thought about that before I, I guess it's not I guess I don't have one that's super common um, we we of course we get brought on a lot of the beginning of projects where um, where somebody where the clients will want us to lower the architectural plans and make sure that things like furniture layout and art locations and things like that have been accounted for um, so that's really important I don't know if it's necessarily a common request but it's something that I always recommend to a client I'd like to get us involved quite early so that we can get 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 involved in, on just an extra level of detailing um, and I mean we do get we do get the request quite often to pull to bring the project right through to the end and purchase furniture and, and art so mm-hmm. that it is a fully designed space we're not just stopping at the end of construction and then saying okay, go ahead and furnish it yourself because that doesn't usually go well. Um, so yeah, I, I would say furniture is probably the most common request after the design package is done. Mm-hmm. Do you have some favorite places to look at for furniture? Yeah, definitely. Uh, it depends on the price point. Um, I, I love shopping with CF Interiors. Uh, they're a local family-owned company and they have hundreds, if not thousands of different brands that they represent. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, and they just have a really awesome trade program that they, they have great service for us and, and do all the deliveries and um, and hold things and and schedule the installations all together. So it's really it's a really great uh, service that they provide. I also love working with Brome Interiors. Um, they're similar in their level of, of service. They're at a higher kind of higher end scale. Their furniture pieces, so it's not for every project, but um, but when when we can use them, we do. Um, and then there's a couple others that like Once a Tree Furniture is really great. Another local company. They do a lot of. Um, they actually have a millwork shop in their location so they do some furniture building there as well so a lot of the time we go to them for custom pieces Mm -hmm. and um yeah and then i've got 
lots of favorite lighting suppliers and all that kind of stuff. I could go on and on, but those are yeah. the three main furniture um, companies that we that we work with. Oh, that's so cool. Do you have any interior design like pet peeves? <laughs> uh, when somebody asks me if I've gone to school for it, yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh, interior design. Did you go for go to school for that? And it's it's always like the well, yes, like we're educated. We it's isn't we don't just come in and pick your pillows and and your curtains. Not that there's anything wrong with that. There's people, yeah. people out there that that amazingly. I even have stylists that I work with that I love that that to bring in those finishing touches is it's just it's just different. We're trained um, for space planning and um, and and workability and making sure that that the house kind of works from the from side in. So are you hire an architect to, to plan your house function, function wise, architecturally on the exterior, it's beautiful. Um, and then we come in and we, we really, we really create the interior architecture of the home, um, finalizing how your, all your cabinetry is laid out and making sure that the way that you use your kitchen or the way that your kitchen is laid out is how you want it to function yeah. um, and what works best for your family, because everybody's different. Um, and that's why I got residential design because everything is so personal mm-hmm. and it's rarely ever the same. So understanding how one family wants to use, utilize their space is so different than the next. Um, so we really come, we really come in and, and personalize it and, and make sure it best represents you. Cause that's what custom is all about. I love that. Yeah. I know with the ocean bluff estate that you guys did, it's like, the way you guys did the couches in the living room, right? Like you guys arranged yeah. everything in the house to like, to a point. And just when you're walking through the whole place, you can feel like, it's not like what I'll just say when we walk through my house versus when we walk through that house, it's a whole different. Feel. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely, that was, I mean, that was a very exciting project for us. And we really got to, uh, really got to dial it in to the very last detail, um, right down to the decor pieces on the shelves and, and the artwork that got hung on the wall. And um, it was, yeah, it was, it was a, it was a dream for sure. Yeah. And it really makes such a difference because you can tell that everything is tied together. It still looks homey, but it looks amazing. Yeah. Every, all the materials complement each other. There's no, if you, if you pulled all the rooms apart and placed one room from one side of the house next to another room from the other side of the house, they would, they're not going to be the exact same, but they're still going to complement each other. And that's what creating a cohesive design is all about is, is making sure that each space speaks to the next. They don't have to be the exact same because again, that's what custom is all about is we do have a mix of different materials. Um, but when you look at them all on a table together, they all complement each other and flow nicely together. That's something I hadn't thought about before, but it definitely makes sense. If you could give one piece of design advice to people listening, what would it be? Uh, to trust your designer. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's so, there's so much out there and, and there's so much, there's so much stuff that you can do yourself, mm-hmm. um, just doing the research and talking to the right people, um, and, and understanding that it is, it is a professional service and we are trained to do what we do every day. And I, I think there's a lot of misconceptions out there, especially with the DIY network, which, which makes it seem like 
you can do a large scale renovation and make it all come together and make it work by yourself. But, mm-hmm. um, but it's this, it's the same reason why we go to see any professional for any kind of service is, is we are trained and we're, we're trained to bring it all together and to, um, to, to not dive into anything that, um, that is going to be more than, more than you can bite off and to really, really do your research and understand about the project that you're getting into and talk to the right professionals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you see any like new design trends coming up in 2021? Um, it's interesting. I mean, there's always color trends and, um, and different kinds of like different furniture styles, like furniture right now is very curvy and voluptuous and, um, and, and quite soft looking. So that's definitely a trend. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's definitely a trend that's coming like if you go into any like West Elm or CB2, those furniture stores, you can see that like it's a much more of like a, a bubbly kind of uh, playful feel to the furniture as opposed to those really clean, modern uh, structured lines that we've previously seen. Um, colors are getting warmer, going away from those cooler grays and and coming back to the warm tones, which is nice because here in Vancouver, we get so much rain and, and gray outside. Yeah. Um, it's nice to just make a space feel cozier and warmer inside. So, so yeah, just more inviting and, and softer spaces and, and also obviously huge is work, working from home. So office making your, making proper office spaces from home is a huge trend that's happening right now, even if it's just a small touchdown workspace in the kitchen. Um, I think we've started a single new project since the big pandemic that hasn't had, like, we need an office space, but like, yeah, yeah, we know. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um, and do you think there's any trends that'll like fade away that people have, are just going to stop asking for? Um, I mean, black and white is really popular right now. And as, as classic as it can be, I think some of the ways that it's, it's being used these days, I think could probably fade out. Um, there's a lot of high contrast design that we've been seeing over the last few years that, um, that, I think could, could eventually, could eventually wear out. But I mean, that could be said for anything. Whenever somebody comes to me and asks for a classic time, they want timeless, like, unfortunately, nothing is really timeless. Um, That is, it's one of the things, it's one of the reasons, like I, my favorite projects are uh, Vancouver heritage houses. um, Mm -hmm. And that to me is timeless, but there's still an element of, there's, there's always an element of time, like whether you're working on a heritage house, you're building a new house to, to design to look like a heritage house, you're still designing it for an era. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's, it's nothing is, nothing is necessarily timeless and trends will come and go. And it's just about creating, creating a space that, um, that will stand the test of time and that will be appealing to for a, for a longer period of time, which is usually um, softer tones and not high contrast. Um, yeah. And just more of that, more of that classic approach um, as opposed to the super, the super trendy things that you see in the magazines as you're flipping through or in the, or showroom floors as you're, as you're walking through. So it's, it's kind of a, it's a balance that you have to, that you have to do to get that really timeless look. That was a long-winded answer. I think uh, I answered your question. <laughs> I, I, I love it because I once have thought like, you know, there's certain things in 
fashion as well that people say like, oh, it's timeless completely, but you're totally right. Nothing is completely timeless, like, because trends do come and go. Yeah, like trends kind of go and, and yes, there's like, there's classic looks. And that's why I try to use the word classic more often than timeless, because there are classic looks in fashion, there's classic cars, there's classic architecture. And that's the kind of stuff that I'm really attracted to, because to me, that is more timeless. Yeah, (laughs) if that makes sense. No, it does. So how much of your day, because you do have your own company, how much of your day is designing and how much is more like backhand, like backhand business tasks? Yeah. Yeah. I wish, uh, I wish that I didn't have to answer this question because anybody looking to start their own company is going to be like, Oh, that can't be true. Um, but I, I, I don't do a ton of creative work myself. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of my day is scheduling things with clients um, and and following up with uh, with new client leads. So I do a lot of the, the immediate face-to-face. Well, I do all of the immediate face-to-face. So I am the first point of contact um, when a client reaches out, I go and do all the sales calls and, and then I'm, I'm the creative lead on everything. So I have my hand in everything and I know what's going on. Um, we, we use a project management software that I literally see everything that goes through and all the client communication. And, um, and I, and I have meetings with my designers where we're doing all the creative work together and then, but then they take it away and, or we we're, we're verbalizing all the creative work together and they take it away and implement it into, um, construction drawings and stuff. So, um, some days I'm just like emails, I'm not doing them. I'm not doing them. I need a creative day. And I put my, put my head down and, and really get into it. But I, a lot of it is the, the, the business running the business. Yeah. And so at what point did you know you wanted to like start your own interior design business? Mm-hmm. So I, I used to work for a firm. I was at a, a commercial interior design firm um, that did all tenant improvement work, like office corporate stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was there for four and a half years and my boss sat me down and he was just like, you're clearly not happy. Like what, what can we do? How can we help you kind of get to a place where you're, and it was, and I, and I was just like, I think I just want to start my own company. Like I, I want to, um, I want to have more personal connections with my clients because in, in corporate design, it's not, uh, it's just different. It's, it can be very creative, but it doesn't have, you don't have that same personal connection that you, that you do with clients in residential. So, um, so it was then like when I, I always kind of that I wanted to do my own thing, but it took that, uh, initiation from him to, to sit me down and be like, how can we help you with this? Which was so great. Yeah. That's so sweet. Yeah. So I went out on my own from there. And, um, and just the residential industry just, just really clicked with me. I, I love it. I, I love the people that you get to meet. Some of them are quirkier than others, but you get, you get a total mixed bag of personalities and, mm-hmm. and styles as well. We kind of, we kind of shot a lot of, a lot of different styles, um, within a certain range of course, but, um, not every project is this, there are no two projects are the same. Um, so um yeah I forget the original question but yeah that's oh yeah why I went out on my own (laughs) or when I went out on my own so that was that was kind of the the initial um push anyways to get me out yeah oh that's great and what are some skills that you think people need for starting their own interior design firm basic business skills, which I had zero of. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's a huge learning curve. Um, A lot of people go out 
on their own thinking that it's going to be this like you yeah this this grand creative process but there's so much especially when you get into furniture resale um there's so much coordination and and um and business savvy knowledge that you need to have and I I learned that and I think a lot of entrepreneurs especially in the creative fields learn that the hard way um the first few years are tough like we I I remember working like 12 14 hour days and then looking back at like my billable hours and like how do I only have a few billable hours like what have I been doing all day <laughs> so the key is to get find great employees um which I have and they're amazing Thing, and we all have very collaborative, creative process. Um, but, uh, but yeah, business, some sort of understanding or, or the business skills are, are, are for sure huge. Not saying to go and get your business degree, but take a basic business yeah. course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what do you look for when hiring somebody for your team? Um, so personality is huge. Um, I always tell clients that too. Like when I'm being interviewed myself, I'm also at the same time interviewing my clients. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, a, this is a very personal job. Um, you are welcomed into somebody's home. You are told all about the way that their family lives and, um, you get to really understand them as people. So I need my designers to, I need to feel comfortable with that. My designers are going to kind of interact with clients in, in a similar perspective, um, that I would in a similar manner. Mm-hmm. And, um, obviously their style, like we always ask to see a portfolio. If, if it's somebody that we're, we're hiring that has experience, um, if it's a new designer, I actually just hired a junior designer who started just yesterday. And, and so with her, I, I of course looked at all the projects and, um, and just really solid references. I was able to call her instructor at school and, and ask about her work ethics and stuff and, and got really great reviews. So that's where it's because it's hard to hire. It's hard to hire a junior position without any experience yeah. by looking at their portfolio because their school projects, but, um, but yeah, personality is huge and, and just um, general passion for the, mm-hmm. for the, for the work. Yeah. So when you're working with a client, what can they expect the first steps to be? Um, so first steps are always, um, depends on, depends on the style of project, but first step essentially is always concept planning. So we'll talk and, and that's where, um, where I really dive into it with the client at the beginning as I really go through like, what are your, what, what kind of style are you? And everybody has a different idea of what a, a term means. Um, so somebody could say that they love traditional style and it's means completely something completely different to the next person so we sit down and either look through their pinterest or or really talk about what that means to them like what what um what types of uh finishes they're attracted to and all that kind of stuff and then we put together a concept image package for them reviewed just based on those conversations and based on the feedback that we've received um and um and space planning so coming up with a, a solid space plan and a concept package is the is the first step mm-hmm. to getting getting to the Sorry. Overall. No, no, that's okay. Go for it. How would you describe your personal style? Um, my personal style is all over the place. I, if I could build my dream home, um, it would be a very classic coastal uh, kind of beach house, almost like... Um, I mean, there's, there's, again, like everybody has a different, different way of explaining it, but I, I 
I, I've kind of put coastal classic. Mm -hmm. um, and um, my, uh, but I love, I, I just like, I, like, I just sold my condo and, and that was a very modern minimalistic design approach because it was fun. And I knew that I was only going to be there for a few years. Um, so I wanted to try it out. But if, yeah, if I could, if I, I wouldn't actually build my dream home because my dream home is renovating a, a Vancouver heritage house and, and turning it, adding modern elements to it, but really keeping that character and, and yeah. um, uh, paying, paying respect to the original craftsmanship and, um, and architecture of the home. Mm -hmm. oh, I love that. So what happens if a client, like, I feel like if you go through their Pinterest board, it's harder to uh, be slightly off point, but what happens if a client doesn't like the design? Um, that's never happened. <laughs> that's and I don't say that like a, like in a conceited kind of way, but it's more like, that's what's, that's what I think I, I, I do very well at the beginning of the project is understanding a client and understanding yeah. the style direction that they do want to see. Um, so it's, it would be, it would be very strange for somebody to say like, you're way off. Cause really yeah. at the end of the day, that just means that we can't communicate well. Um, mm -hmm. and usually we haven't made it to that step if we can't communicate. That's so good. yeah. So I haven't crossed that bridge yet. <laughs> I mean, you get, you go through the process and people will say like, oh, I don't really like that selection. Like, I don't like that light fixture. I don't like that faucet, yeah. but that's, that's all in the process. We, we welcome feedback like that. And so what kind of clients do you like to work with like personality wise? Yeah. So, um, I like real people <laughs> and I know that sounds kind of funny, but it's, it is just real down to earth, um, uh, family orientated people. Um, I'm not the, I have no snobbiness around the whole design aspect. Um, I want to put beautiful things in your home and obviously mm -hmm. having a healthy, high, a big, healthy budget is a lot of fun, but going out to a store and, and just picking up brand name stuff, just because it's brand name is not me. Um, yeah. I want, I want things that are going to be quality and, and be beautiful and, and, and last for a long in your home. And I think that uh, there's just a different, there's, there's, it's kind of like, I mean, you could say the same thing about fashion and, and cars and you've got your flashy stuff and then you've got your more classic again, yeah. classic and, um, and livable and um, yeah. So real people. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. And where do you find most of your inspiration? Um, I do Pinterest browsing. My, I have a, I actually have an inspiration, my kind of, I call it my interiors brand image on, on Pinterest, just a board that I'm just constantly adding stuff to of things yeah. that I love and um, style directives that I really love. And, um, and then of course, when we were allowed to travel, <laughs> inspiration from traveling and, and seeing different architecture in, in different cities is, is a, plays a huge part as well. But right now it's most web-based <laughs> yeah <laughs> hopefully not for too much longer but yeah no doubt yeah yeah do you have any favorite designers I do I have a couple of local crushes for sure um Jenny Martin design over on island <clears throat> I just absolutely love her aesthetic and I'm constantly browsing her Instagram profile as well for inspiration she does the she does classic beautifully so she's definitely 
definitely top. Um, I, I share an office as well with AK Design and her and I are always bouncing ideas off of each other and, and I'm always inspired by it. There's, I mean, there's so many local, there's so many great local designers here. And so it's great to, and I, and I feel like everybody has different little, a little bit of a different niche. Um, so I would, it's, yeah, I'm inspired by how many creative people I am surrounded with all the time. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing to have that community and just be able to constantly be bouncing ideas off of each other. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. She literally sits right there behind me. (laughs) And my last question for today is what would present you tell past you if you could give yourself a piece of advice? (laughs) Oh man. Present me tell past me probably to just, uh, take it easy, go easy on myself. I tend to be a bit of a a workaholic. Um, this past two years has really, I've, I've really been hugely aware of that because I had a baby and he's almost two now. And I've really tried to not tried, like I've, I've made a, I've made a commitment to focusing way less time on being at the office. Like before I would be no sweat to just stay at the office until eight o'clock because I love it. Like I do, it's, it is fun work and I enjoy doing it, but you have to, you have to make that, um, you have to be aware of what you're doing because it's not sustainable, Mm -hmm. Uh, especially when you're trying to have a family and you, you, uh, you learn that family time is so incredibly important of all. So yeah, just to, just to kind of take it easy on myself and to really focus on time management it's a, that's, that was one of the biggest things that I struggled with when I became a mother was being able to like delineate who I was. I had such an identity crisis. Like, <laughs> am I a business owner or am I a mom? And you can yeah. be both. You just have to, you just have to understand how to separate the two of them and, and when to focus your mind and what, and on what area. Yeah. It takes a bit of an adjustment, I bet, but yeah, it was a major adjustment for an A-type, very like workaholic and uh, yeah, schedule driven person. Are there any things that really helped you get through? Was it mostly just time management and like making sure you got home at a certain time or did you like practice any other things to try and um, well, I connected with a career coach, which is, which is huge. And <clears throat> I started working with her and I still work with her and it's, and it's just a, it's kind of a, um, I, I she's almost an accountability coach for me yeah. uh, talking about what's important and, um, uh, what I want to tackle and, and where I want to be. Um, we, you come up with a plan and, and kind of work backwards from that. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, that that's a, that's been a huge tool for me and just setting really really being diligent on time management and set like setting mm-hmm. schedules and um and making sure that I am home at a certain time and <clears throat> and things like that and, and leaving the weekends for myself mm-hmm. I rarely 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 on the weekends and I, if a client asks if I can if I can do evenings or weekends it's just a no I can't sorry I'm a mom and it's more important <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And so do you want to plug any socials for your Madeline Design Group or where can they find you? Yeah, absolutely. So we are at Madeline Design Group on Instagram and Facebook as well. Um, And uh, yeah, that's where you can find us. 
Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me today, Madeline. It was great yeah, talking to you. You too. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Twist Talks. I hope you walk away from this episode knowing something new. You can find me at SamanthaTwist.com, Twist Talks on Instagram, or Samantha Twist on YouTube.